Manmar's Notebook for August 11th, Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. I'm going to share this clip from the book uh, Nautical Noobs by Ryan Rimmel. This is the sixth book in a series uh, called Noob Town. And the only thing you really need to know is that Noob Town occurs on the world called Ordinal. And Ordinal is not Earth. It, uh, let's just say that it runs on video game logic and uh, video game physics. But someone wrote in a whole bunch of Earth pop culture references into the history, backstory, and uh, pretty much everything about Ordinal has weird, weird uh, pop culture from Earth. Except people on Ordinal think it's just normal history. But someone like Jim, who's the main character, he died on Earth and got transported into Ordinal. And as he's going through the world, uh, this is all written in the first person uh, point of view, so you're experiencing the weirdness as he gets as he encounters it. So with that, let's go and play this chapter. And the only need, thing you need to know about this chapter is that it's about a funeral from some random red shirt. There are no spoilers in this clip. Um, this is all just to show how to do a pop culture reference uh, properly. And I guess if I want to make any kind of claim at a fair use defense, <clears throat> let's just say that other books I've read, they really do pop culture uh, referencing kind of, well, compared to this guy, compare, it's rather amateurish. They'll just do a data dump of some kind of weird statistics or weird bits of pop culture trivia and just, just slam it in your face. But if you write well, it can turn out very surprising. Chapter 25. A Burial at Sea. He was the only casualty in the pirate battle, I asked. A teary-eyed Rose stood behind Glorious Roberts, trying and failing to put on a stiff upper lip. Yes, replied Glorious Roberts solemnly. James Robert McAdam was a good man. He will be sorely missed. <laughs> Who was he again? asked Shart. The big bold one with a ginger beard, replied Bachelor. He and Rose were just good friends. I glanced over at the sniffling woman. Yeah, she's acting like they were good friends. If she wants to see him again, she can just look over there, said Shart, highlighting the spot where the ballista bolt had smashed the poor man into the railing. Over there, said Bachelor, gesturing to where the bolt had ended up. The poor sailor was still attached to it. Kind of. Over there, over there, suggested Shart, highlighting where the bolt had splintered and torn the man in half. Or where the second bolt hit him, suggested Bachelor. Seriously. How does one guy get hit by two ballista bolts, I groaned. They were fired at pretty much the same time. Yeah, remember when I said that it runs on video game logics and video game physics? That's what I mean. That's like he won some stupid contest to be that lucky, nodded Badalore. Oh. oh yeah, so I actually asked the author about this, and he did run a contest where somebody, uh, I think all they had to do was sign this sign up to some web form and they did a drawing and then this guy got his name pulled and got written, written into the book just so he could get killed by name and the thing that pisses me off is that when you know Scott Sigler does this kind of thing you have to like show up to a signing a book signing or something uh geez it seems so much easier this way but uh anyway we're there continued shirt highlighting another area Julia walked out from below decks she had spent her free time in the galley using her tailoring skill to make herself a new ensemble. The princess looked properly clerical in her deep blue robes accented above and below with black lace. The robes included a full skirt and a small cape at the back, long enough to cover her backside. She was carrying someone's holy book, and she walked over to where the body had been wrapped. 
The crew gathered at the side of the ship and waited for her to get prepared. Or there, continued Shirt, yellowing another spot. Hansa stood next to the body. As Julia approached, Hansa began to sing, wordlessly. Many of the nearby sailors with the singing skill helped, adding a chorus of oohs and ahs that was not entirely unpleasant. It sounded vaguely familiar, but I couldn't place where I might have heard it before. Everyone stood formally. Even Bajalor stood on his rear paws. Priestess on deck, stated Julia, and everyone dropped back to less formal postures. She looked out over the crowd with a serious expression. You could have heard a pin drop as the normally boisterous crew settled. Julia spent the next several moments looking various members of the crew in the eye. I had a feeling this was going to be nothing like Dormod's service. Finally, Julia began. As in Grebthar's day, in times of great pain, we look to the book of Genesis. She opened the simple, worn book, and I realized it was Splendid Gloria's. She stopped at a page and appeared to be reading it. I knew the book was just for show. Julia's religion skill would have fed her passages of the various holy texts, but having the actual book looked nice and proper. When the situation is grave, and we have dug so far down as to have even the hint of light be forever locked away, remember. Remember that even if we do not hear from you, said Julia, we won't leave you behind, intoned the crew. Julia continued, your main power may be down for many days. Your auxiliary power may have temporarily failed. Your restoration may seem only possible in distant days. How should you proceed? By the book, intoned the audience. Julia continued more loudly. And what does the book say? It says that while the damage you report might be great, if we go by the book, hours can seem like days. Wait. <laughs> and so if you believe in your crew and their words, you too will find it true. When your ship is needed, it will be hours, not days, before it is ready for you. And your ship shall take you from that dark place and into a cloud of light where even the mighty foe cannot stand against you. Beam us up, Scotty, they all said as one. Beam us up, indeed. See, now that's how you do a pop culture reference. You sneak it in so just so that people that are very familiar with the uh, with line or the passages or whatever the reference is, they can get it when it's just kind of tantalizingly there where you're not sure exactly where you're coming from. And then right at the end, you slam it in the, in their face with something that's very obvious so that everybody who doesn't know anything at all about Star Trek will finally get that this was a Star Trek reference. So this author does it right, and so many other authors, they just throw chunks of random trivia and a big data dump at random, or maybe not at totally random, but in places that have no buildup. And this is why I like... Noobtown, because he does it right. Anyway, I've talked on for a lot longer than I planned to, so I'll talk to you again tomorrow.